back. Minds Like Minds podcast. Uh, really excited about tonight's show. I have a intuitive energy healer with me tonight, Rosalind Santos. So she's going to be joining us shortly. Um, on top of that, she's also a personal energy coach. So I'm really excited to uh, get into all of that with her. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you have not joined the group on facebook it's minds like minds podcast just type in minds like minds in the facebook to get invited to the group and uh, you can be interact uh interactive with the show uh ask questions be a part of it and 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 really really uh get your thoughts across as well so really excited about tonight um any all my people listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, if you want to see the show live, you have to get in the group. So, like I said, on Facebook, Minds Like Minds. So, today's show, like I said, we got Rosalind Santos on. We're going to speak to her for a while. We're also going to give away some t-shirts today, as today is the... Um, the, the end of the contest so excited about that very excited about that and uh, we'll see who gets to win some minds like minds gear i'm actually rocking some of it right now the oneness minds like mine shirt so if you did follow the rules then uh you'll get a chance to win so really 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 excited so but um let's get things going i'm gonna get i'm gonna get Rosalind on here real quick and there she is how you doing Rosalind? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Thank you for having me. Oh man, really excited. I'm really excited uh, to 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 get into all the all the all the good stuff that you're all about. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Well, first and foremost, uh, tell me about yourself. Like, where you're from. You know, what you like to do for mm. fun. You know, kind of give us a, a quick summary of Rosalind. Yeah. So I was born in Chicago. Illinois, um, raised in the suburbs there for majority of my life. Um, after that, um, married, moved to Arizona okay. and, um, lived there for, <clears throat> for seven years. And then that's kind of when everything in my life kind of changed. And, um, so after that seven years moved out here, um, remarried. So I had divorced and remarried and, um, got two kids, um, two dogs, and um pit bulls so i'm a big like rescue oh, okay so, okay yeah <laughs> i have a pit and, i have a pit bull so oh you do? do okay yeah so you understand the the pit love oh, for sure for sure <laughs> <laughs> and um so what i like to do for fun um i love to do art uh, actually before i started my whole energy healing business for two years i was doing art dot art and fluid art um, as a business, and then the energy healing kind of took, took over. Um, but I, I love that. I, I, I'm i an avid reader. Okay. So my, my Kindle's like overflowing <laughs> with stuff that I still have to read. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I've been doing that, but like I also, because I'm just trying to cut down on the books that I have. So, um, but yeah, so avid reader, love to, I love to write. Hopefully one day it's on my, on my mind map to to become an author really? so um mm -hmm. so yeah so there's um it, it, there's a lot there's a lot that i really like to do i mean beyond that i mean historically i i was a runner um loved to dance and sing and you know kind of wish that there was 48 hours in the day but um but yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> so, yeah yeah that's interesting that you want that you want to write a book because I'd be really interested to to see when that comes to fruition. Um, I've yeah. I've 
I'm kind of in the process of writing a book. Um, and when I say in the process, I started it, got to a certain point and just was never able to finish. Um, uh, yeah. but at some point that's, that's on my list too, to do. So I have yeah. utmost respect for that. That's just, a, <laughs> and it's, it's a journey, you know what I mean? So it, it is a journey and it is important to, to express express yeah. yourself or write about your story or whatever it is that you're interested about. But, yeah. um, but yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You should, should do it. <laughs> Eventually it's, 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 yeah. it's on the list. And usually if it's on the list, it's going to get, it's going to get done at some point, you know? Right. Um, yeah. But what brought you here from Chicago? So I, oh, from Chicago. So, well, from Chicago is in Arizona. Oh, okay. Yep. And, and then, um, so because I remarried then, gotcha. yeah. And that's kind of all part of, my whole my whole healing journey right how all of that happened but um but yeah so i came out this way because because i moved out here to be with him gotcha so yeah so you like it yep. i do it actually in some ways reminds me of of illinois okay. <laughs> i think the humidity does <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I can the humidity and the, and the odd weather right. but um but yeah it's good it's green considering that you know like arizona was all desert so um yeah i'm good with it i'm good with it i like living out where i live because we have the lake right by us. so yeah so that's good Good, good. Now, yeah. the one thing I love about Chicago is the pizza. And I know you can't get real Chicago pizza down here. Well, you know, there's um, there's a Chicago pe- pizzeria. Um, I saw two of them, and I went to one of them, and I'm going to tell you, uh-huh. pretty spot on. Really? With the deep dish. So um, but I have to find the name of it again. Okay. But it's it's like Chicago something. And so... For um, for one of my husband's birthdays, because we're both from Chicago, actually we went to high school together. Oh wow! Okay, so, <laughs> so we connected. So for one of his birthdays, that was one of the the meals that we had was Chicago pizza. Wow, Chicago style pizza. Yeah, nice. So I'll have to find that and send that to you for sure. Yeah, I, that's my favorite pizza in the world. Like, yeah, it, it was always New York, but then I went to Chicago and had Chicago pizza, and I was like, mm. you know what, I'm gonna go with Chicago. Yeah. So. And there are some places I have actually ordered Lou Malnati's from Chicago oh, to have it shipped. I mean, it cost a pretty penny, yeah. but you know what? <laughs> There's some things you just can't. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Blue Malnati's. That's 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 the one place that I love. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to Chicago for the first time I went to Chicago was for a previous employer and they sent us up there to train. And, um, you know, I, uh, my cousin was living there. She took me to Lou Malnati's. And from that point on, anytime I get close to Chicago, I make sure I have some Lou Malnati's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the same page. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, well, when did, when did energy healing become your passion? So that happened after I moved out to Texas. Okay. So, um, so what had happened and so going back, so I'll just, I'll try to make this as brief and succinct as possible. So back in 2012, 2013 was when I was going through a separation and divorce. Okay. Now the thing was, I was raised in a religious cult my entire life and divorce was one of those no-nos. You just, you just don't do it. And I knew that if I was going to do this, that I would have to break away. Um, which essentially meant that, you know, everyone like family, friends, everyone that I knew and really, really loved um, were going to agree with my decision. And I had to I had to make a break. 
And so I found myself basically having to, in my mid thirties, start my life all over again. You know, I didn't feel like I had a sense of identity. Um, I started to get a little bit better with seeing a psychologist and, and things like that. And then when I reconnected with my husband, came out here, um, and then started to go through custody issues with my son, that's when kind of like everything hit the fan. And um, clinical depression came into play, the anxiety to the point where I was actually suicidal. Mm. And was hospitalized for it, did all the therapy, group therapy, outpatient therapy, individual counseling, medications that stopped working after a while. And, you know, I was seeing a psychologist amongst, um, you know, this whole time. And she said, you know, you really need to learn mindfulness meditation. And I I was like, I was kind of, I was like, whatever, whatever is going to make me feel better, you know, because, and not that the counseling, everything didn't help. It did to a certain point, but when she suggested it, there was like something that because of my religious upbringing, it's like, no, you don't empty your mind because things can come in there. And, um, but I was willing to try. So I started with like a 10 minute, like body scan meditation. It was so hard. Oh my gosh. It was like, <laughs> it was like, I'd start laughing. I'd fall asleep. I, you know, wouldn't, I could not sit there, but she had convinced me. She's like the brain scans, the brain scans show that people's brains get better. So she didn't meditate with me. So I was doing this at home, like just on my own. And so I did it every day for two weeks. And I noticed, I was like, oh, like that last, that, you know, at the end of the two weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, that, that actually feels better. Wow. You know, so I started to, um, so I started to dive deep, you know, my background's in nursing. So I, um, was like looking into the neuroscience of it and everything like that actually came across Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. You probably have heard of him by now. Um, and so I started to like go into like the longer meditations and it was, it was hard cause it was long. It'd be like over an hour and, um, and I would kind of go back and forth and vacillate. And then I just noticed that when I stopped, I f- would feel worse again. So I picked it up. And, um, so I decided, okay, I'm going to do this every single day. And after five to six months, I was no longer clinically depressed, no longer had the panic attacks. Um, and this wasn't even on my radar. I had healed, um, a female condition. I'll put it that way, yeah. that I had for <clears throat> nine years gone Wow. that doctors couldn't do anything for. And it was all just simply because I felt more at peace. I felt happier. I felt more whole. I felt like, you know, like things didn't rub me the wrong way. Like they, you know, I wasn't as angry too, um, with everything. Cause I, what I didn't realize, um, it was interesting around the same time as I was going through all of this. I was also saw my first spiritual mentor okay. who's a psychic. And she said, you, you have PTSD. And even though, you know, granted, you know, she, you know, she's not a licensed therapist, but Mm -hmm. everything that I knew, I was like, she was right. No one, see, this is the interesting thing is that no psychologist or the professional addressed the religious trauma, the religious PTSD and, um, from a high, being in a high mind control situation. 
they just address the depression right. and the family issues and, you know, kind of how to work with the dynamics of that, which is great. But there's this whole other looming thing in the back of my mind. I walked around for like two years thinking God was going to kill me. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, oh, wow. you know, like something was going to happen. And, <laughs> um, and then after, like I said, this med- these meditations I was doing, that all started to just slowly dissipate on its own. And yeah, at the same time, I was kind of doing my other research, like, is there anything else that resonates with me? What else am I going to kind of acclimate to in terms of my belief system? And that kind of took form over some time. But um, after that, that's when I was like, I'm, I think I'm really onto something here. And it was the following year that I just kind of had what I like to call like a download, like mm-hmm. you need to look up a Reiki class. And um, and that's what I did. And over the course of uh, another year, you know, I did all the certifications, was practicing, and then it was like, hello everyone, I this is what I do too, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, don't think I went off my gorg here, but I, but you know, but this has actually really, really helped me. So, um, yeah, I had some really profound experiences with energy healing and what I've come to find out is meditation on its own is even kind of like a form when you just do it by yourself. It's mm-hmm. a form of energy healing too. So, um, so yeah, so that's why I kind of ended up doing what I do. And in the beginning, I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do this whole like, you know, hands-on healing type thing and, and that's going to be it. And what happened was very, very quickly, people wanted to know, what did you do for your depression? How do you get over your anxiety? You know, and just had all these questions that pretty soon what I realized was like, well, you know what? I don't want people to come to me every single week for the rest of their lives. Like, that's not what I want. Right. And it just slowly transitioned into, I need to teach people the stuff that I did and all the things that I learned over time and um, be like the person that I didn't have. For sure. Right? Yeah. So um, so that's what happened. And and then it just kind of grew from there over the past couple of years. Wow. It's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been an awesome, awesome experience. Like now I look back and all the <clears> stuff that I went through, um, I don't hate it anymore. Like you can't hate the things that you go through if you if you like the person that you are, you know, if you come out of it going, wow, I, you know, I'm a totally different person than I was then, and I'm good with that. But you you be, you become appreciative of those experiences, and um, and for sure, that's that's how I look at it all now. What a journey! Wow, that's that's an amazing journey. Um, and you know what I found is is when I speak to you know different individuals who are in you know who are maybe have turned to a more holistic approach or energy healing or something. It's usually through personal experience. Like they were trying, mm-hmm. you know, traditional medicine or, the, you know, traditional, you know, psychiatric help. And it just didn't do it for yeah. them. Um, you know, in some either, either it was through self-exploration or from a third party or something like that, but they get intro- mm-hmm. introduced to meditation um, or, or some type of energy um, healing and it, the light just clicks something happens and they have that experience and then they never turn back. That's right. So, yeah. And a lot of my clients, they, they do a good number of them have seen their counselors or therapists at the same time that Mm -hmm. they see me. It's so funny. Like some of them will even like take the information and give them be like, look, look what I'm doing. And they're all for it. 
So there is there is a benefit, but to a to a point. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where you mentioned, you know, like holistic, being holistic. It's it it's fine if you kind of incorporate all of those different things, um, but the difference the difference with energy is that it's it's faster that's what that's what i'm going to say it's what i'm going to say is that when you work in energy it's faster um and you know and yeah there's benefit talking to someone who's licensed to help you with different techniques or you know cognitive behavioral therapy i learned a lot there um but i know that even when i did there was still it was still like there was something there was something that I felt like, what am I not getting? Why can't I get over this particular hump? And and that's because of subtle energy that can not just, it's not even necessarily just from your present life experience. There's other experiences too, generational things, past life, things that just, you know, are in your, your DNA that not even yours, but you're carrying it. So when you kind of dive really, really deep, when you understand what energy is, what subtle energy is, then it really kind of broadens your perspective. And so um, a big thing of what I teach is being able to help people to understand things from an energetic perspective. So it kind of just removes the whole bias from other belief systems and things like that when you just kind of look at things from energy. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, I feel like, I do feel like there's kind of a a conscious movement happening right now. Um, Not to where I'd like to see it, but I do Mm -hmm. see people gravitating more towards uh, at least an open mind, I should say. Uh, Whereas Mm -hmm. if we we had this conversation 20 years ago, um, (laughs) society would have looked at what we're talking about a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, uh, I, I find it extremely fascinating. I'm at the beginning of my journey in all of this. Um, I'm learning, you know, every day, uh, you know, just with this podcast, I've learned so much, but also from, you know, my own personal studies and whatnot. And, um, you know, energy healing has always been something that just seemed to resonate with me. Um, my my wife actually she took a Reiki class at um, okay. at Miracles of Joy, and she, oh, okay. she, she just did Reiki. I think it was Reiki one. Uh, she yeah. did, and uh, you know, she was able to perform like a basic Reiki on me, just to, for for me to get the experience, and like just just based on just that was amazing. Like it was just an amazing experience, and I could feel. I could, I mean, it sounds cliche, but I could feel the energy. Like I could feel, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And some people, some people just don't want to take that. I don't want to say leap of faith because I hate the word faith. Um, more like a, they, they don't want to open their mind. They don't want to, to give themselves the opportunity. So I'll ask you for someone who's done this for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. What do you say to people that are, kind of blocked and, you know, don't want to, you know, don't want to, don't want to really believe in anything, but kind of the conditioning and faith that they, that, that they have been grown, that they've grown to live with. So for one, if someone's skeptical, like I, I don't have any issues with that because skeptical means that 
you're still kind of open to the possibility, right? True. Like, you know, it, the thing is energy healing and you even hit the nail on the head. It's an experience. If you're just kind of either reading about it or hearing about it from someone else, you kind of might be like, what is that? Like, it, you know, it just seems so abstract. Um, so it was in, interesting because in the beginning, you know, when I <laughs> came out as a as an energy healer, I I was I was kind of scared to death because I was like, man, people are going to think like, man, she's a nurse and she's like, what in the world is she doing? But I learned very quickly um, into it is that it wasn't my job really to convince anyone, and I did spend a great deal of time trying to figure out how to convince people. So when people do approach me. Um, and they kind of want to understand, like they truly, truly want to understand. Um, and everything is energy already. We that part is so established, like you can't even question that. If you, if you turn the lights on, you expect the light bulbs to turn. That's electrical energy. And now everyone's having to have their temperature taken. You go somewhere, that scanner isn't even touching your forehead, and it's getting a reading. That's thermal energy. Okay, it's not even touching you, right? So. Energy, you know, energy itself, energy work has more to do with the, the subtle energy that is in and around our bodies that's that's there all the time. And it's so funny how people use everyday terms and they don't really realize exactly what it is that they're referring to. So you go into a place and like, I like the energy of this place. <laughs> or I get, I get like a bad vibe from that person. Or I get, you have such good energy. What do you think you're talking about? Right, you are actually talking about that person's energy field or the the conglomerate of the energy in a particular location, and the quantum physics is already proving this. You know, more and more and more, and there's more and more studies about the energy field, mostly in a lot of other countries. But you know, in the near future, it's going to it's it's going to be everywhere. It's going to you know, it's going to be something that people are going to recognize as something legitimate because more people are going to have enough experience with it. And so, um, so when people are just kind of skeptical, then it's kind of like, well, if you haven't experienced it, then how can you say, you know, then how can you say that it really isn't a thing when, you know, you use energy all the time, right? So, that's, so I just kind of leave it at that. And, you know, there's people who have seen me who just kind of wanted to have the experience. And there's other people who they're like, oh, you don't have to explain it to me. Just do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> just do. It's fine. Yeah. I don't need to understand the science of it because I will, you know, if I need to, I'll explain. I'll explain it from the atomic level, right? And how the electrons inside all that empty space, because we're essentially holographic. Yes, we are holographic. I like it. I know? like it. Keep, keep going, you know, keep going. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I like actually, it, if you've ever seen the documentary Heal. Yes. I just, I just watched that yeah, about a month ago. You watched that. So you saw how one of the doctors explained, like if there was, I forgot his name now. I really, really like him. But um, if you, if you were to take a microscope and put it in through the, the skin of your hand into the tissues, the cells, the DNA, um, into the atom, and you were to blow that atom up in front of you, you know, you'd see the nucleus where the protons and neutrons are and the electrons all around, but like majority of what is in there is just empty space. Yep. That scientists have figured out that if you were to extract all the empty space from the atoms that make up our bodies, 
you would fit into a grain of sand. I would fit into a grain of sand. Like that's it's mind blowing. Yes. So what's important is what is happening in that empty space where the electrons are moving and their vibrational frequency that those electrons are on are dependent on a number of different factors. Some of them could be environmental, you know, so chemicals, um, you know, fungi, bacteria, parasites, viruses, um, trauma, injury. But the biggest thing is what's what's going on in here. This is 24-7, what we're thinking, what we're feeling. That internal environment is always, always there. And it's affecting the vibration of the cells. So with the with the concepts of quantum entanglement which just basically means that you know our energy fields can mix together mm-hmm. and quantum entrainment meaning that vibrations can sync up to one another kind of similar to like youtube metronomes that all syncing up mm-hmm. have you ever seen that no i have not so if you if you were to look that up um if all a bunch of metronomes, then you know what you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like those things are like for okay. So if they're all started at different times, if you do nothing less than a minute, they're all gonna sync up and TikTok at the same rate. And it's typically the one that's like the fastest vibrating. Wow. The highest vibrating. So that's exactly what happens in an energy healing session if you're doing Reiki, is that the healer's intention is to elevate that person's state, their vibrational frequency higher. And so as long as the healer is vibrating higher too, okay, and that's that's a big thing, mm-hmm. um, then that that they're gonna feel better. They're going to feel better because the cells of their body are going to sync up with that. And that's why people will have less pain, they will feel calmer, other people fall asleep during a session and I'm not even touching them. Wow. You know? And so, um, yeah, uh, remarkable things have happened and that I've even experienced in my own. So it, and you know, whatever is the energy needs to be doing at that point in time, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't dictate what's going to happen. Even though I've had people say, I need you to work on this. It's like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's exactly what is happening. Interesting. So you talked about, you know, um, your, your, your position being, you know, you're, you having to be at a higher frequency. So what do you, what do you have to, is that, is, is that similar to like attunement? You have to attune yourself or how does that, how does that work? So, um, there's a couple of different things that go into this and, so, okay, I'll, I'll use the word attunement. So like in Reiki classes, they like the teacher will attune the students right. to kind of, uh, essentially it's really to kind of unblock those energy centers or chakras mm-hmm. is the other term for it to allow for more um, universal energy to flow through. Okay. Now, so that's, that's one thing. That's the reason why attunements really take place is to really open them up as a conduit for that energy to move through them. Now I am super, because I'm a coach, Okay, I am super, super, super big on doing your own inner work, like okay. addressing your own, addressing your own stuff, your own baggage. <laughs> okay, because if you don't, if you don't, then that stuff that's still there is going to kind of keep your vibration a little bit lower than you would probably, than you, you might even think. 
Now, the thing is with energy healing, it's really all about intention. Okay. And so, you know, you know, I don't want to be like comparing different people's vibrations, but what I'm saying is that for me, before I even started to do this, I mean, I was I was meditating every day. I still meditate every day. Meditating every day. I'm constantly working. I'm very aware of where my thoughts and my feelings are taking me. So, you know, if I'm going to be working with someone, I always make sure like I need to kind of do my own techniques to kind of clear my own field before I'm working with someone. If I've had had something going on, because life is always going to hit us. For sure. I have to be very, very sure that, um, you know, that I'm not walking in and I'm just, you know, not not doing very well. Otherwise, I'll reschedule, you know, because I'm not going to do that to someone. For sure. So, um, but yeah, so it's really, you know, for, for those who are healers or if you are looking for a healer, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's always good to ask how long have you been doing this? Um, you know, what experiences have you had? You know, what do you do to, you know, kind of keep your vibration high before you see someone? So those are really good questions to ask. Um, but yeah, but that's that part's really, really important. And I do, I mentor other healers and stuff too. Oh, okay. About all of this stuff. And, you know, and making sure that they know how to address those certain things or with other people who they're seeing. Gotcha. So. Interesting. Interesting. Now the, uh, the intuitive aspect of it, um, you know, intuition, um, when did you realize you, uh, well, I guess explain the intuitive aspect of it. And then also when you, when you found out that you had that ability, I guess we all have intuition, but you know, we we all have intuition, intuition, like, you know, kind of like the, the general meaning of that is just really being able to trust the information that you get, trusting yourself. Gotcha. Um, and most of us, because of conditioning and programming and things like that and past experiences, we, we kind of steer away from that. Um, but when you're talking about intuitive abilities, um, have you ter- heard the term empath? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so a majority of my clients happen to be empathic and, you know, are wanting to open to their intuitive gifts. So intuitive I feel like gifts, I'm empathic yeah. as well. Yeah, you are. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So when we're talking about those, we're talking about kind of like those extrasensory, you know, feelers um, where people, you know, will get information or feel things, hear things, see things that, um, that other people probably aren't aware of in the moment. And so I, looking back, man, I think that I've always kind of had it, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's interesting. I mean, if, if we had many more hours to talk, I could tell you about the haunted home that I grew up oh, in man. and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, so you might have to bring me back. Oh, you'll be one. back. You'll but be back. <laughs> so, so I've had a lot of different experiences, but I was always conditioned because of my religious upbringing to, to think of it in a one particular way and which was completely false. And finding out more information now it was like, well, that's not, that's not what it was at all. Um, so I've had a lot of different experiences and, and things like that, but I think I've really, really opened up to it more when I moved out here to Texas. Really? In, to Texas. Okay. There was uh, in our the apartment that my um, the husband and I lived in initially. There was a lot of activity there, and that was 
the year that I told you I was I saw my first spiritual teacher and she told me that I'm an empath. I'm like, what in the world is that? Like, I'm just trying to feel better, yeah. you know, like have my depression stuff going on. She's like, no, you know, empaths are like healers of the world. I'm like, well, I don't want to heal the world, you know, like, yeah. I, <laughs> like too much information, but I, but I got it. I, I understood over time. I was like these different experiences that I'm having this information that I'm getting, like this was not, I can't, you you can't ignore it after a while. It's kind of one of those things where like if you do and, <laughs> and it just information continues to come to you. I've, I have a number of clients that are like that and they're just like, I can't ignore it anymore. Wow. And, and so, um, so when we talk about that, <clears throat> that's more of, it, there's different things you could do to kind of help weed through all of that and understand it better and also to manage it better because that's where some people get really afraid is because it's like almost kind of disruptive the things that they feel and especially those who are you know super super empathic it's like it's so hard to go anywhere it's hard to be in crowds because you know um, one of my clients even termed it the target effect like you you find you walk in a target you come out and you feel like the world's gonna end you know like you just kind of absorb everyone else's stuff mm -hmm. and um so there's different ways to be able to get around that but it's it's very interesting um and actually really really cool to see with people the different types of abilities that they have so and most people have a good number of them if they just kind of were open to it yeah they you'd be surprised you'd be surprised yeah to me that's that's mm -hmm. extremely interesting um yeah yeah i mean I, I i mean i believe that i believe that we all have um you know some type of i don't necessarily say psychic abilities but some some of us have psychic abilities but i guess it all falls under that realm you know um just extra sensory you know sixth sense type of mm -hmm. uh, abilities but the programming the conditioning the blockage that we have the energy blockage that we have just mm -hmm. um people just go through life and they never really even, you know, uh, approach it in any way. Um, right. I'm of right. the belief, uh, you know, cause you, you, you constantly, uh, have been talking about, uh, baggage from past lives and things of, of that nature. You know, I'm of the belief that, you know, each life that we live, you know, is a different step on our journey to a higher consciousness. So, you know, mm -hmm depending on where you are in this particular life may determine, you know, are you going to go up? Are you going to ascend? Are you going to descend? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of my personal belief, but, um, you know, speak mm -hmm. on that, speak on how you feel about past lives and, and things of that nature. Yeah. So it, this was something that I kind of ended up adopting as just even what I believe. And I had to kind of sit on it for a while when I first heard this from my my first mentor mm -hmm. but you know we this is life school we come here for specific lessons we come here for basically the human experience um and if we didn't fully uh, embody a particular lesson we have the choice of coming back again and so this is kind of where you hear about even like karmic relationships right like, oh, this is this person's my karmic partner or my twin flame or something like that. Because usually um, with that same person, you're kind of still working on a similar issue. But there could be other issues, too. And so um, if you look at the works of like um, Dolores Cannon, Dr. Brian Weiss, um, they do a lot of 
past life work. Dolores Cannon really pioneered a lot of past life regression. She's done thousands of her. She's not alive anymore, but she did thousands of them. And she talks about how earth is where we have two things, limitation and emotion. Hmm. And those are the things that we come here to experience working through those emotions and dealing with limitation. So when we get all these different things we experience in our life that we feel limit us, block us, sabotage us, or whatever the case may be, um, from our lessons, you know, it's our job to kind of work through those um, by, you know, coming to terms with what, why it is that we're here and remembering actually who we are. And so when we come into this life, so let's say, for example, when I'm working with my clients and I, one of the methods I work with is doing energy clearings. Okay. Sometimes when I'm tuning to their energy and kind of preparing for a client, sometimes the theme of a particular past life might show up, which could encompass a number of different things that kind of get stuck in their field, whether that's a particular mindset, whether that person died because they spoke up um, about something. A lot of times people feel like they've been, like they get really choked up if they're trying to express themselves. A lot of times people were actually choked to death. Wow. Okay. And so, um, so there's different things that can create those fears in the present life that some of them might be explainable to them logically and some are not. So it's interesting when, you know, when you kind of dive real deep there that you can see a number of different things attached to a particular life or a particular person even that, you know, it could be your spouse or something um, that you are working out some karma with that you're like, why is this thing, you know, still keep happening? And in actuality, it's been happening for a number of different lifetimes. So. That's why things can be so ingrained and so difficult to address. And that's why doing things like past life regression can be very helpful for a number of people um, that can incorporate energy work too. So some, some healers, um, you know, like my, one of my particular mentors, she's really good at identifying past lives. And, you know, and that's something that, you know, that I've begun to be able to do too. So there's different things that can come up that, can be addressed energetically Hmm. that make it a little bit easier then to kind of go, okay, Hey, I, I don't have to, I don't have to feel stuck like that anymore because that's not the narrative right now and you can change it. So that's why changing your energy is what changes everything else. Because one of the, one of the basic things that I teach fundamentally is everything happens in energy first everything. So the example that I often use, um, and I got this from another healer because I love the way that this was explained. So let's say, for example, the house that you live in Mm -hmm. before you, before it was even standing, let's say, for example, you wanted, you were thinking about building a home. (laughs) And okay. So that idea, Uh okay. That idea is energy because the non-physical energy is your thoughts, ideas, feelings, and consciousness. So that idea the moment that you think it is real, it's, ener- it's energetic, it's real. So now let's say you, you're adding more, you're thinking about it more, you're kind of getting more emotional about it, like you're, I really think I want to do that. Like it's, you can feel it. 
that those feelings that are added to the thought is emotion. And now you're talking about it with other people, maybe talking about it with your wife or your friends. And now that idea is circulating until finally you meet with the contractor or builder and you decide to create a blueprint. Now, at this point, is there a physical house that is standing? No. Mm -mm. The physical manifestation is the last thing to show up for any, anything. The house, your relationships, your business, your career, your money, your health or your wellness, it all started in energy first. So everything that you're using right now was once an idea just an idea wow you know it's funny it's funny you use that as an example because i'm building a house as we speak <laughs> so that's why i smiled when you when you said that i was like i wonder yeah. i wonder if that that uh, that example just popped in her head or she knew that or whatever but um so but yeah so everything happens there first so that way if you're doing energy work if you are addressing the energy first that everything that follows after is going to change and that's why I say it actually can change pretty quickly or at least much more quickly than just trying to logic things out mm -hmm. right or just talk about it you know so when you change your energy then it's just it's faster and I've seen it happen very fast for my clients fast just their lives are completely different now so yeah it's pretty cool to see so is that where the, the, you said you're a coach, you're a personal energy coach as well. So is that where the coaching kind of, kind of comes into play, you know, uh, yeah. helping them through, through their journey and, you know, getting to a point where they can utilize their energy as a benefit to their life. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, you know, I'll do energy work with them, but in talking about whatever it is that they're going through at the time, because a lot of, it's interesting. A lot of people who end up coming to me, I, I know that they're at a point where they're going through an awakening. And you can have more than one awakening, to be honest. So, but usually someone's reaching out to me at a particular point with that. And so um, I'll do the energy work, but usually in between the sessions and stuff, I kind of give them some, some things to work on, sometimes some homework, um, so that <clears throat> way they can start to see how they can change their energy when I'm not there. Like, I'm not always gonna be there, right? right? So they need to figure out, how do I do this? How do I increase my awareness? Because if you're gonna raise your level of consciousness, it's all gonna start with awareness first. And most people aren't even aware of their own things. They're not even aware of what they're doing with their energy. Your energy is the most precious currency that there is. That's all that there really is. If you kind of believe in the whole matrix thing, your energy is it, that's it. Yeah. Energy mm -hmm. cannot be created or destroyed. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I know I saw this on your website and I was really interested in it. Um, and I think my listeners would be too. Uh, explain what a systems to chakras energy reading report and analysis is. <laughs> yeah. This is my newest service. And I decided to create this after working with so many people over time. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is also kind of how I kind of pull my nursing stuff into my energy work too. So what I do in this report is I will do an average measurement of the 12 systems of your body. Okay. So like 
you know, integumentary, endocrine, muscular, all of that. And, um, and I will let you know like what chakras are involved. So the chakras, um, are basically, you know, if you were to take the Hindu term out of it, it's the energy centers of your body Mm -hmm. and they correspond to your neuroendocrine system, which I thought when I learned that I was like, I'm sold. That's, that's all I really need. That totally makes sense to me from the moment I heard that I was like, well, duh, no wonder why emotions and your mindset can affect your, your physicality and your health. So in the report, I talk about what, um, what could possibly happen in that particular system of the body if the energy isn't addressed and the metaphysical reasons. So is it shame? Is it fear? Is it guilt? Is it generational? Is it a past life thing? Um, you know, what is it exactly? And so after doing that, then I do a cross examination of the chakras. So let's say in the initial reading, your heart energy center shows up 10 times. What does that possibly mean? And I give you my intuitive interpretation of that. And then I look into the masculine (laughs) feminine. So I will, um, I'll do a read on, you know, with those particular chakras, then it's almost kind of like, um, think of like a a meter, right? Mm -hmm. Where in the center is balance. And then if you go too far to the side, it kind of leans a little bit too far to the left or a little bit too far to the right. And ultimately you want those particular energies because everyone is masculine and feminine. We're not talking about like, you know, like gender roles or conformity. So what we're talking about is balancing those energies out. And if it seems like it's kind of too far to the left or to the right, because that's what I'll measure, then what could be the meaning of that? What could be the wounding of that? And so um, with this being my newest service, for those who are wanting to work with me, it kind of helps to have like a baseline. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people come to me because they want to work on something in particular, and that's great. But then there could be other things too that we can kind of address all, um, that we can kind of address in a, in a nicer lump sum and kind of get things moving a little bit faster for you. So, um, We'll do the report and then there's a certain number of sessions that clients might want to do. And then if they want to do a reassessment, I'll do a reassessment. And, you know, the people who have, it's like, it's different. The, the reading is, is actually quite different. So it's really actually pretty neat to see. And people, the reaction to that, people were, um, actually had a few people cry. Oh, which was wow. Pretty- Interesting. They're just like, I don't know how you, you knew this. <laughs> I bet. Was, I bet. Yeah. So it was, um, that was pretty, it was pretty striking feedback. Cause I was like, well, you know, that, you know, it just, it comes, it's, that's what comes to me. And so I put it in there. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a pretty neat thing is I haven't really seen anything else like it, but it was, it's one of those things that it, again, it was one of those downloads. Like this is what you need to do. Yes. This is what you do. So might be revolutionary. Yeah. I mean, I saw I, literally, I mean, I went to the website cause I've been to your website before. Um, and I, I saw that and I kind of went, I kind of looked at it and I looked at the actual like examples of the charts that you have. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have to ask her about this. Cause this looks really <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. It's pretty thorough. It, it takes a co- at least two hours, um, to do sometimes if not more depends on the person, right. but yeah, so it's a really comprehensive 
read. One of the uh, listeners just chimed in and said he'd be crying if you told if you, if you told him <laughs> his report. So I uh, just had to let you know that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. A couple, couple more things uh, I want to get to real quick. You, you mentioned in your journey um, how you were dealing with a lot of mental health issues. Uh, one of and and minds like minds, the whole group, because you know we do a podcast, but we also have a group where we we talk about everything. We talk, uh, we I call it the kind of like the pillars of society, topics that people don't want to talk about. You know, whether it's spirituality and religion to politics to social issues to mental health issues. Um, how, and like I said, you spoke about it in your journey on how you actually got to where you are right now, but for everyone out there and for the, you know, for all the listeners, you know, for those that are dealing with mental health issues, whether it's bipolarism, depression, anxiety, ADHD, you know, there's, there's so many, and it's so prevalent now. Um, how can energy healing and, and meditation for that, uh, what, which is a part of energy healing, like you said, um, re- truly help them. So, um, man, that this is such a great question because energy healing really, if if you think, if you get down to the nitty gritty, has everything to do with your mental health. It's all about your beliefs and mindsets. You know, depression. Um, and granted, there's a lot of different opinions about what depression really is, but depression, what I found out, especially in my case, was what I kept telling myself. And so the thing is with beliefs, and I'm going to write for right now, I'm just going to address one aspect of it, but your beliefs, you know, if you, beliefs are just something that you repeat to yourself over and over and over again. It's the same thoughts repeated all the time. So, you know, if you're five and your parents tell you that the moon is God, you say it enough, they're going to believe that. Right. And so if you change the beliefs about yourself, about a higher power, about what the world is like, you change your beliefs, you change your thoughts, you change your beliefs, you change your beliefs, you change your perceptions. And you change that, you change enough of that, you change what your reality looks like. And so not that there isn't actual mental illness that might require some treatment from a professional because there is, but I'm going to still tell you a lot of it still is energetic. If you use it in combination and energy healing with anything else you're going to do is just going to help. But for anyone just kind of going through ebbs and flows of depression or maybe dealing for it for, with, for a while. And for me, I'm going to tell you, um, even though all this happened, like kind of came to this pinnacle, mm-hmm. I, I have a history of suicide attempt. I was, I probably remember having thoughts of death when I was 13. You know, like I, I had, you know, kind of romanticized it even. And so um, for people dealing with it now because of the global issues and things that they're seeing, you still have the power to change that. And energy is power and it's two things, power and information. So when you talk about energy healing and me getting downloads and doing the two reads, that's information. Mm-hmm. No judgment attached. It's just information. But power, changing your power, and this is the whole part of me in doing the energy coaching that I do, is that that is you managing your personal power. Because everything outside of that, you don't have control over. You may have influence, but no control. 
What you have control over is your own energy, the field that is around you that is actually you. Your physical body is not it only. It's everything that is around you, at least arm's length around, but you can actually, if you get really, really good at it, you can spread the energy out across the globe. This is the reason why the studies that are done on groups of meditators on global, on peace and love, like global peace and love, it actually does change the energy in other countries. So <clears throat> you probably heard of that. I can, I can I, the reason I, I'm shaking my head is I, um, recently, and I want to say a couple months ago, there was a, um, a, a global meditation and I was, and I was a part of it. And, you know, obviously the personal experience was amazing, but then I saw some statistics just like on the frequency of the world itself. Did you do this on April 4? Did you do this on April? Possibly. I, I did it in April too. Oh, really? Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so then we were part of the same group that was probably doing it. At yes, the same time. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But no, I, I yes, I, I 100% agree with all of that. Um, you brought up, there's two things I want to, I want to get to. You brought up what's going on in the world today, global, globally, right? Um, mm. What are your thoughts? Uh, because look, you know, like my, my idea, like for the group minds, like minds in the podcast was what we're talking about today. Um, obviously we talk about issues and everything when they come up, but I want high frequency stuff, but there's a lot of low frequency stuff going on in the world right now, you know, with obviously coronavirus, um, obviously social injustice and the George Floyd situation and the, and the, and the riots and protests, um, what are your thoughts kind of where, where are you at? How have you been able to maintain kind of, kind of give us your outlook on that. So this is such a great question. So you're right when you say that a lot of low frequency things are happening. Um, and if, and I don't know if you have seen any posts on social media, I don't really say a whole lot about, the virus itself, or, you know, I did have a post or two about the, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and all of that, but I didn't really, you know, side to one way or the other. And it's not because I'm not, I don't think that there isn't a particular side to be on. Right. What it is, <clears throat> is you cannot solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it. Ooh. I am blank. You can't. And so, the thing is, anything that's going to be causing a lot of fear, anger, hatred, all of that, it's it's not going to be resolved with coming back at it with the same with the same energy. It's just not. And so, um, so here's so here's one of the things is that my so my ex husband mm -hmm. is black, and I stood up for our relationship and suffered violent behavior as a result. And, you know, for a long time, I was really, really angry. And I had to realize, it took me some time to figure this out, but I had to realize that in order for me to stop the cycle, I had to stop hating the, the people who were, who were against the relationship. That's what I had to do. And so, you know, going out there and, going at it with violence or anger and stuff. Anger can can be used to a degree to correct something, but it is not sustainable as the fuel. 
It's just not. It's not sustainable energy. It's just going to deplete everyone. Anyone who has created um, a social movement in the past that was effectual um, did so with dignity and respect and out of love for everyone. And that is, that's where change can occur. That is what can be even more powerful than, than what is going on. Now, the other aspect to this is since we, we were talking about increasing the level of consciousness, Yes. all of these things in, you know, and this is kind of esoteric, all of these things are happening to get people to go, Hey, that's not working. Hey, in my personal life, this isn't working. It's for people to have that awakening. And not that people haven't been awakening for years, they have, but not on this mass scale all at the same time. Right. Right. And so it's every individual's choice to, to either address it or not, you know, because everyone's feeling uncomfortable. There's just, there's no one who's just kind of breezing through this. Exactly. Right. So, you know, it's either you're going to, you're going to kind of go, okay, what is this telling me? What, what kind of work do I need to do? What, what do, what do I need to change in order to get through this or to help other people? That's why it's like, I love it. Like when, you know, people use the downtime to be helping other people. Like I saw posts like that where people would be get, getting bags or food or something together for other people, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> or getting stuff together for the people who are working in the hospital. Like, I love that. That's, that's exactly how you do, how to use that creative energy in times like this, when everyone else is running in fear, how are you going to show love? How are you going to show something greater than that? Because when you tap into that, it's, you can't really, you know, fear and love don't live on the same street, (laughs) right? So you got to pick one. What are you going to pick? And so to me, that's kind of really what it's all about. And so, you know, when I have clients talking to me about it and how it's like, you know, it's bothering them and stuff. Yeah, it, it is going to. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. But that's where change and transformation can happen. That is where you kind of can look at your energy and go, okay, how do I change it? And you can. You can change it in a very permanent way if you really wanted to. So it, it all comes down to how you how you think about all of it. And if you're just kind of in that narrow focus of this has got to be fixed and, you know, government needs to do something or, you know, like if you're just going to kind of pigeonhole that pigeonhole, that viewpoint, you can't look at the possibilities. So, um, so to me, that is what that's all about. You had a line in there. Um, You can't attack it with the same level of consciousness that started it. I'm going to borrow that or I'm going to borrow that. And, and, um, you know, if I need to pay royalties on it, you let me know. Cause, (laughs) cause that, that was gold right there. But, but it's so true. It's because that's the, and but that's the first instinct of, of, of kind of the, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll call it the ego. You know what I'm saying? The first thing to do is, okay, you come at me, I'm going to come right back at you. You know what I mean? Um, but, the ego just wants to survive. Right. And if all you're doing is at that same level of consciousness, then all you're doing is mirroring it back. Yeah. And, and you continue the cycle. 
you want to mirror something different. Yeah, that's that's deep. That's deep. That's very deep. Um, I had one more one more question. The, I wanted to get to. I wanted to ask everyone out there. If anyone, I know a couple of people already uh, have some questions that I'm gonna uh, relay to you, Rosalind. But I want to open it up for anybody out there who has some questions for for Rosalind. Um, the last thing I wanted to say with you, with you being an RN, which would be considered traditional medicine, right? And then also being an energy healer, which would be more holistic and 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 a, 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 what society would call alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, medi- I, I wouldn't call it medicine necessarily, but um, just healing or you know alter- alternative. Let's just call it alternative. Um, you see both sides of it, so yeah. we're all conditioned to believe in germ theory and a certain type of uh, a certain type of uh you know medicine and, and and healthcare and never really question our doctors and before webmd came out you know you go to the doctor they tell you something and it was gold there's there's no there's no yeah. you know what i'm saying there's no confrontation there's no debate it just is what it is so with you being on both sides of it uh, what would you say to people who are kind of stuck in that traditional conditioning of thinking that their doctor knows all, not to say that doctors don't, because obviously they do, they know a lot, a lot more than I do. Um, but, you know, what would you say to people, you know, who are kind of stuck in that, that lane of traditional medicine? So there is benefit to having someone there. So let's say, for example, you know, I mean, if you're going to get injured, yeah, you want you you know that you probably going to want the best. Yeah, if I get in a car accident, I'm going to a right? surgeon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, though. You know, your doctor is going to be addressing the problems that you're having. There's not a, a ton of preventative education that's going out there. Maybe they'll say, you know, oh, well, get your vaccines or something like that. Right. But there's not a lot out there that's going to say. A lot of doctors are going to say, oh, we'll focus on your um, physical movement and your nutrition, you know, you know, maybe if you were to see a naturopath, maybe, but it, it's really everyone's responsibility to be an advocate for their own health. And what that means then is understanding everything that goes into that and under also understanding what is possible. So do you want to wait for the issue to be to be trying to address it because I'll tell you I have a lot of clients too um, who come to me um, with terminal things who've come to me because they have all these symptoms they go to the doctor doctors like you're fine and they're like I'm not fine I have all of this stuff going on and I can't get it addressed and so that's why they end up going a completely different route so that's when kind of you know either you're, you're gonna wait for the crisis to occur or you can kind of see what can I start to address now that can prevent those things from becoming a full-blown condition. And that's also actually a reason why part of the report, too, is I put in possible physical things that either they've already experienced or could experience should something not be addressed. Because I've seen it, I've seen a lot of it. And um, that's what I would say is, you you're the one who's ultimately responsible and you don't have to wait for something bad to happen to address address what's going on 
Gotcha. That's great. All right. Um, I got a couple questions here for you. Um, yeah. This is from uh, Seisha. She asks, what tips and tricks do you have for those who seem to have a meditation block? She says that uh, she can't seem to shut her mind off and uh, she gets flashbacks when she tries. So meditation is comes from the Tibetan is basically meaning getting to know yourself. Okay. So start off, start off super small, like at least sit there for two minutes. I kid you not two minutes, you know, um, you don't have to jump head first like I did, (laughs) (laughs) you know, It, it doesn't work for everyone and that's okay, but start off small and then build up gradually because what happens is that if your mind is racing, um, that is totally normal. We cannot, it's not about clearing your mind. It's not about shutting down anything. It's actually about training your body to sit there. It's kind of, you know, kind of like, you know, training a pet, training something like they just, once you kind of get into the mode of I'm going to do this and let's say you do it nine o'clock every night, and you're going to sit there and be like, okay, body, this is what I'm going to do for two minutes and set your, set your clock. You know, eventually your body is going to relax enough that you can, that you can sit there. Then you what you can do then is what you're going to understand is that the thoughts are going to come in and you're just going to watch them. You're just going to sit back and watch them. There's no judgment. It's not like, oh my gosh, here's my to-do list. And that's all normal if you experience that. But just start off small, and then the thing is, as long as you do it every day, eventually your body and your mind are going to go, okay, this is what she's doing, and you're going to find that like the two minutes feels like 30 seconds, the five minutes feels like a minute, 10 minutes feels like two minutes, and then then you're good to go. So if you really, really, really want to meditate, just understand that it's just a skill, like trying a new workout that you kind of don't like in the beginning, right? you know, and then you, your body will get used to it. And, um, and then what I found with even some of my clients is they enjoyed it so much. They went longer and longer and longer. It's awesome. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of that progression. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you say you meditate every day. Um, I, that's my goal to get to every day. I, I can't, I don't do it every day, but I'm probably three to four times a week right now. Um, really good. Well, I appreciate that. How do you, how do you, how did you get to the point where you, I mean, was it out of necessity or, or did you just train yourself to do it? Or do you have like a spe- specific regimen that you do? So in the beginning, it really was out of necessity okay. because that's when like my depression and stuff was really, <clears throat> really bad. Um, but then it became something that I just really enjoyed. Okay. Like, yeah. it's like my time. Oh, it and feels so, amazing. <laughs> it feels amazing. Yeah. And I've had, um, I've had a number of mystical experiences during really deep meditation. And, you know, it's like when that happens, it's like you just you kind of want to do it again. Yeah, you know? yeah. How far can so, I go? You know, <laughs> exactly. How far can I go? Yeah. And it's so awesome because you don't need anything. Yes. You, it's just you, it's just you and your body. And that's it. So um, to get if you wanted to make a daily habit, it's kind of one of those things where you kind of like like if you're going to work out, it's the same thing as anything else. You're going to set the time. This is the time that I'm going to do it. And you get kind of preemptive with it and like know your cues. So 
and this this I took from I forgot where I got this this tip from, but it's almost kind of like you know when when you're trying to get yourself to work out, like get your clothes ready, yeah. get your gym bag ready, and so it's the cue. So it's the same thing. Like you know you can set an alarm to you know for your um, you know for your meditation, or know that you're going to do it after your bath and have like your phone ready with your ear with your earbuds so you could see this is what I'm going to be doing next. So. Kind of give yourself some cues and it, pretty soon though, it's going to be one of those things like you just, you love it so much that it's like, it becomes non-negotiable, like brushing your teeth. Hopefully. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's something that for me was like, this is non-negotiable because it has done so much for me that it's like, I am not going to go without it. And so, and there's different types over time, you know, you kind of get bored of doing the same meditation. So it's like, I, I do all kinds of different ones now. Um, there are even times where I'll put on like one of those like binaural beats, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of sleep with my earbuds in with that. So, you know, I'll do that too. Nice. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, I want to, I want to branch off. Like I have, I have a few different types of meditations I do, but I know that there's so many and I have, I've just basically touched the surface of, of meditation. So, uh, you know, in the future, man, I might, I might just have, I'm, if you're willing, I might just have you on and have a whole, a whole podcast about meditation itself and, sure. and the different types and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one of the listeners, Darko asks, so how can we get more mindful? And I think he's, he's talking about, um, like you talked about earlier about building the house and, and utilizing your mind to the the energy to manifest what you want in life. Hmm. Okay. So are we talking about like being more mindful to like know what things kind of get to us or what, what specifically I want to make sure that I answer the question. I think, I think he's just being more like to, to more, to kind of lean more on, on, on your mind and what you can manifest as opposed to just going through life on a day-to-day basis. Okay. So that has everything to do also too with, with your mindset and how you feel. So with, with, so let's say for example, if you're trying to manifest something, the reason why people have difficulty with, with manifestation is a lot of times they don't even really feel like they're worthy of it. They don't feel like they're, they, they deserve it. Is that a and subconscious so, thing? That is a totally a subconscious thing. And so that's actually one of the things I address in a lot of the clearings too for people, especially like the, the popular ones are like around money and abundance and stuff like right, that. Right, right. So what I would probably say with that is um, one of the techniques that I have my clients do is let's say if there's something that you want to manifest, write about it like it's already happened. How do you feel? Act as if. Yeah. How do you feel like and describe it in detail? You know, what what does the thing look feel like? How would you be acting? How would you be sitting? How would you be talking? Because the thing is, anything that you want to manifest, it's really all about you becoming the person to actually have it and sustain it. You know, the comparison I usually make is, you know, the people who win the lottery, but they lose all their money within a year or two. It's because deep down inside they're not rich they're not they're nervous when they have all this money there's probably a lot of guilt associated with it shame fear and so they end up spending the money 
uh, irresponsibly, giving it away, and then they're just right back to where they were. So anything that you want to manifest, the mindful part comes in is who, what steps am I becoming, what steps am I taking to become the person that has this thing? Gotcha. Okay. So it's about changing that part of you to have that and keep it. Gotcha. It does. It does. Because I think subconsciously, I think I think one of the biggest issues is subconsciously we don't and I say we as in everybody society. Yeah. Yeah. Like doesn't truly believe in what they're saying. And and sometimes subconsciously you don't even realize it. Like you could say, yeah. you know, I you know, I I want to have my own business, you know what I mean? And and you say it and you can, you know, you can you can try to act as if it's going to happen, but deep down subconsciously you're just like there's no way this is going to happen. Exactly. It's that blockage that you need to get rid of. Yeah, exactly. You hit the nail on the head because that's what it is for just about anything that people want to manifest. Relationship. I have people come to me because they want to get rid of baggage from a previous relationship. Yep. And I'm like, you're going to, you know, don't take that same type of stuff into the next thing. You know, I'm like, it's not about the other person. Right. It's not. Sorry to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's about what you are a vibrational match to. For sure. For sure. Well, mm-hmm. all right, Rosalind. Well, I want you to, uh, first of all, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Uh, this yeah. has been phenomenal. The amount of information. I know everyone's just going to love it and are the ones that are listening are already loving it. But um, I know the, the ones that listen on the podcast are going to love it as well. So I really do appreciate that. Yeah. No, thank you for having me on. This was, this was awesome. Yeah. This was enjoyable. And we definitely want to have you again. Cause I want to hear about the ha- living in the haunted house. <laughs> and I also, because, you know, we talk a lot, we talk a lot about religion in this, uh, in the podcast. And if you're willing, we, okay. I I'd yeah. love to hear about, you know, you know, what you went through growing up and, and, and how that kind of shaped who you are today. Um, so uh, th- that would be awesome. Yeah, I'd be happy to, to express that. It's, it's interesting because I've had a number of clients too come to me because recovering, I hate to say it that way, but they're recovering yeah. from, you know, from religious trauma. So totally understand. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, plug, you know, uh, plug, plug your website, uh, all your social media, let everyone know where they can find you, uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah. So my website is rosalindksantos.com. So R O S A L Y N K Santos, S A N T O S.com. It's the same handle for my IG and Facebook. So, and you can reach out to me on any, through any of those, uh, avenues. Awesome. I did see, and, yeah. I, and I wanted to um, bring this up as well. On your website, you have two events coming up, the Energetics of Money. Uh, yeah, uh, that's on Friday. Uh-huh. Okay, and, and if you want to give a quick little summary of, of what that is and how people could join if they want to be a part of that. Yeah, so you can go to my website and register. There's just a few spots left because okay. in, in, the, in the class, they're trying to keep the social distancing. So um, what I'm going to be doing there is explaining some of the basic um, fundamentals, some of which you heard here, um, about energy and how that applies to money. And then I'm going to, the second half is I'm going to be doing a clearing, specifically on your relationship with money. Hmm. That's interesting because money, mm-hmm. ew, money is a beast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then you have another one. I saw uh, 
on August 3rd, energy clearing for depression and anxiety. Yes, that's right. And then I I usually will have those energy clearings for free so people can see how I work. Um, every couple of weeks. So just, I haven't set the, uh, the rest out for August, but they'll, they'll be there soon. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so I, that's about half an hour. Um, I kind of explain how everything happens in energy first. I kind of walk through the process of the visualization that I use. And basically I walk the whole group through their different chakras and the layers within them and what we specifically will be clearing. So every, every clearing is different because I attuned to the group okay. before the session. So Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, once again, thank you. We really do appreciate it. And um, I look forward to the next time having you on here. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Rosalyn. All right. You too. Right. Bye. That was Rosalyn Santos, everybody, with um, some amazing information. Sean, what's up, bud? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing today? Oh, I'm fantastic, man definitely fantastic um see hopefully we still got some people on we still got some people on live man so we'll finish off the podcast man really just um we're kind of like a recap of what we just we just heard from rosalind man what was your experiences with the with the with rosalind santos um man i i I really liked it i thought it was a lot of good information uh a lot of good information you know what i'm saying uh really really beautiful stuff Agreed. Agreed, brother. Agreed, man. Um, let's see. San Julie says, from what she took from Rosalind is you bring your high energy to the low energy stuff. Some people don't know how to decipher the low energy and, t- and, and look to the people they trust on different frequency to show where the high frequency is. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Um, that's I can dig that. Yeah, I can definitely dig that. Let's um let's give away some free shit. We're giving away free three free T-shirts. Right. So I got I got these names right here. Let's give away some free free shit. Shaking it up. Hey. You don't like tofu, Deshaun? Um, uh, from my studies, bro, tofu is like um tofu is like the equivalent of eating plastic. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, tofu, soy, soy, and all that kind of shit. It all kind of runs in the same boat. I hear you, bro. I hear you. Um, I don't See, think tofu is an everyday okay, so type of out. thing, but. I mean, check this out, bro. My, my, um, my, my mentality and my focus and my goal with this diet. Yeah. It's become a vegan raw. Okay. I, I, I'm having a struggle with myself. I don't even want to eat cooked food anymore. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Let alone, I don't want to eat any kind of vegetables or fruits that don't have seeds. You feel what I'm saying? I do. I do. I'm a, I'm a long way from, from there, though. <laughs> you know, but on the real, man, um, uh, you know, a lot of the people that I follow and I study are fruitarians, man, because like a fruit is the easiest to eat raw because you don't cook. You don't really cook fruit. You cook vegetables. We don't really cook fruit. Um, and I read something, man, I read something the other day about watermelon and how watermelon, um, you know, due to the amount of 
water and, and, and alkaline and all the good stuff in it like can literally it's, it's like almost like a pure detox like if you ate watermelon every day like your 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 kidney levels would rise um a, a lot of your 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 internal organs you know automatically like regenerate in a way if you continuously do it over and over and i think you know we get so bogged down and we're so conditioned of eating a certain way that we don't even think to those. You don't think watermelon. You think it's like a treat. You think it's like dessert. You know what I'm saying? You think it's like something, you know, it's sweet. It's good. It's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? But the, but what can actually do for your body is, is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. I read, I read that about the um, watermelon too. It's almost like a superfood. Yeah, it really is. And it's, and it's, and it's like delicious as fuck. If, if you find the right ones, I don't know if you, you know, get, yeah. and, and like being a kid growing up from East Texas, you know, um, you definitely know when watermelon season is. True, um, true. I don't eat watermelon in January, December, December, wearing shit. I don't eat any watermelon during those, you know, off peak season and shit. Because you know it's it has positive. positive modify you know what i'm saying or 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 that's some bullshit you know like watermelon is is summertime fruit bro summertime fruit we used to eat it all, eat it all the time as kids we eat it all summer every day pretty much as kids grew up eating it like that true true that man all right let's 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 uh let's give out some free shit man all right let's see here the first winner yeah. of a mind's like mine i don't know hey deshaun do you see the you see the new shirt dog i just got it in today brother one miss mine's like mine's I, I need one. I need one like express like before next Wednesday's podcast or 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 anything. I, I need I need one in the uh uh double exit. Well, now now since I'm finished or getting getting right, <laughs> I, I need one in the X in the X XL. The 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 carnivore version the, of Deshaun. The definition needs the double XL. Right, 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 right. Hey right. man, check your mail. Right. Check your mail, bro. You might just have one, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's all righteous, righteous, righteous. All right, so check it righteous. out. The first winner of a Minds Like Minds t-shirt. And I know I, I see some comments on here that the, the queen is asking where's her t-shirt. And I actually feel like an, <laughs> I actually feel like an asshole right now because I have not got her t-shirt yet. I got like three shirts and I haven't got her one yet. I'm a bad husband. A bad husband. I apologize. No, I, I will take care of that for sure. The first winner. Never say that, bro. You're not a bad husband. Thanks, dog. The first winner <laughs> is Jose Melpica. This isn't rigged. It is my brother, but he 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 went through the process like everybody else. <laughs> Jose Melpica will be winning a T-shirt. I don't know if he's online right now, but he just won. So congratulations, brother. All right, let's roll. Let's let's do it again. All right, uh, drum roll. <laughs> Let's see here. The second winner of a Minds Like Minds t-shirt. Oh, here we go. Mama definition, Carolyn Lockett. <laughs> this is not rigged. I promise it is not rigged. <laughs> Ow! Way to go, mom. Right, right, right. All right, let's mix these up. 
One last t-shirt we're giving away. I got to show this one. The queen says, you know, you're the best. It's okay, love. So while we're on it, I also like, I'd also like a new car and a larger garage. I don't know about all that shit. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hey, 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 it's like uh, Miss Santos said, man, everything happens with energy first. Yeah. And then comes the manifestation of <laughs> she it. She already manifested it, huh? <laughs> all right, here yeah, we go. Hey, 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 way to go, sis. Here we go. Last one right here. The winner of the third T-shirt. Joseph Mooney. Hey. And you know what? For shits and giggles, I'm going to give one more away because I'm feeling good right now. One more. Let's give there one more go. away. All right. Because we need way. Hey, we need people rocking the minds like mine shit, man. You know? Yeah, no doubt. It's a movement no right here, bro. No doubt. Yo, I got to say this, bro. Deshaun, like your your video feed is looking mighty spicy right now, dog. We in, we in business, dog. All right, here we go. Most right. Most right. Last one. Dea De Jesus also wins a t-shirt. So I will be in contact with each one of you. And if you didn't win a t-shirt, I apologize. I will post a link. They are on sale. There's probably about shit six or seven shit actually there's probably like 10 or 15 i don't even know there's a there's a lot of different options there's hoodies there's t-shirts trying to get some hats and whatnot um so jose uh joe daya and carolyn congratulations you guys are the winners of of minds like minds t-shirts i'll get to i'll get back to all of you guys uh to to see which t-shirt you want which color you want and we'll go from there i'll post the link you can purchase any of the Minds Like Mine stuff. There's a promo code MLM for Minds Like Minds, not Mexican Lives Matter. Minds Like Minds. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with Mexican <laughs> Lives Matter, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Minds nothing Like M- Mind. MLM 2020, you'll get 25% off. So you can't beat that, right? Uh, for sure, man. But. No, man, it, it feels good, man. It feels good to, to spread the love out there for sure because you guys are definitely bringing it to us. Um, but, you know, just kind of thinking about everything today, I, my, 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 my energy is so high right now after having that conversation and everything, man. It's just, and you and you talking about, you know, trying to get to that vegan, that raw vegan spot you know what i'm saying like and i know myself and my family like we got to get to a point where because we're vegetarians but we ain't raw vegetarians and we ain't very good vegetarians either you know what i'm saying but i want to get to that point too to where you know we're just more conscious about everything you know what i'm saying where we're eating the shit that we're supposed to like like at at the new spot everyone out there you know we're in the process of moving and building our own house out in the country and you know we already kind of have our own garden like where we're growing our own food but we want to get to the point where like that is kind of our food source you know what i'm saying like 
to where if it ain't if we ain't growing it, we ain't eating it type of shit. Like once in a while, we'll go get a pizza or something like that. But um, for the most part, you know, we want to keep we want to keep everything as organic as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, bro. Like, like I'm I I I I have a vision, man, a mental vision of of myself on my path where I want to go. I and and almost like you know. Through this whole journey, man, like I, I, I know that's a a raw vegan is is the end goal. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like um, it's like it's like Miss was saying. You know, it takes one step at a time. Yeah. With anything, just like medication. I mean, not medication. Yeah, <laughs> medication. Uh, <laughs> meditation. Um. You know what I'm saying. Break off two minutes, break off ten minutes, break off fifteen minutes, break off twenty minutes. Right, 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 right. So you know what I'm saying? It's like it's mentally and trying to reinforce. And it's almost getting to the point where, you know, I feel I feel guilty when I eat meat and it's kinda like um um using this whole COVID and bullshit as an excuse to really kinda eat trashy. And um I I, I really need to stop doing that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You know it's tough. I mean, you grow. Oh, I had this course. I had this HDMI course, so, so there's no PlayStation for me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, yo, man. I mean, we grow up. We grew up a certain way, bro. You're a chef. Like you've been cooking with meat your mm-hmm. your entire chef life, bro. Like that's that's a, a major step, man. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of the stuff is the indoctrination too. like, you know, what I'm saying you can't you can't trust a, a skinny chef type shit. You know, all that is programmed into a, per- to a person's head. Not saying that this is law or mandatory, but it's, it's programmed into us. You know what I mean? Oh, 100 percent, man. 100 percent. You know, um, and it's going to continue to be programmed into us because there's a lot of money in it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Tyson Chicken is a major corporation. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like McDonald's and KFC <laughs> and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Those are major corporations. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. But it's... it's... Absolutely. And, they're you know, they may have slowed down a little bit, but they're, they're not stopping. Fuck no. At all. At all. No, they're not. You know, for me... You know, I don't think I've ever really dug super deep on the on the vegetarian shit a little bit. I, I think I've got a little bit for me, man. It's like I can't like because I have urges, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I grew up with meat, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're Hispanic, man. You, everything is pork and chicken and I mean, everything is meat, bro. Everything is based off meat. And um, it's. I have my, you know what I'm saying? I have my urges sometimes and they come and like, you know, sometimes I even tell myself and sometimes, you know, the queen will even tell me, well, look, it ain't going to hurt if you do it once in a while. But I'm to the point, like philosophically, I can't do it, bro. Like I literally, and I don't know if this is the empath in me or if it's the, just me on my journey, man. Like I can't talk myself into eating a, a creature that was living. I just can't do it. And and that's me. And I, and I don't push that on anybody. That's just, that's my own personal philosophy. Um, 
it's just it's it's kind of where I am and on my journey, man. I just can't do it. I'm, I, man, and you know what? See, I commend you for that. I commend you for that. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, that's hard, bro. Like, and see now once and and I was I was on my way linking the whole uh uh flesh of the meat and you know I'm putting that with you know the thought process and what it does to your body at the same time and I'm I'm trying to put all that together but but I think it's 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 a part of my guilt process that that I haven't completely into I just ate two chicken thighs. <laughs> Fried chicken thighs at that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so 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 I haven't I haven't got all the way there yet. And I'm and I'm trying. I'm trying slowly but surely. Slowly but surely like you know um you know you know remember back in the gap how I used to eat cheeseburgers bro? Yeah you were like you're now a beast. I eat a cheeseburger like once yeah, once every month. Yeah, you know, I gotta have like one a month. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't eat extra cheese on shit anymore. You know, kind of like like the only cheese I eat now is blue cheese. You know, now I, I eat a little bit of other cheese, but but my preference is blue cheese or something like that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I I don't really too much. I try to get away from it, not all the way, but I'm I'm, I'm trying. You know. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, man, it's a it's a process, bro. It's it's definitely a process, man. Darko says, I think it also helps with how you feel emotionally eating clean foods. That there's no doubt about that. Um, there really isn't. I mean, when you eat when you eat huge, yeah, when you eat good, you feel good. I mean, what you put it, you like it's your terrain. You, you know, your body, your terrain. You know, what you put into it is what's gonna help put out. You know, what I'm saying so. Um, but that that's that's not a hundred percent vegetarian vegan talk because like there's vegetarian shit that I eat that that makes me feel like shit too um but it's more along the lines because you know that you're eating stuff that for the most part not everything, but for the most part you're eating stuff that has been provided here through the earth it's natural, you know what I'm saying um you know animals are no different than us. You know what I'm saying? They are, they're living, walking creatures. We're animals, they're animals. You know what I'm saying? So you got to ask yourself, and, and this is a philosophical question, you have to ask yourself, what is the difference between cannibalism and, and eating meat? At the same, I mean, are you, are we as humans, and I know that there's a religious aspect that's going to come up. I know Thumb Thugger, San Julie getting ready to, to get me on this one, but is there really a different, I mean, I mean, are you saying that we are more important than those animals? I mean, those are conscious creatures. Those creatures feel, they hurt, they, they bleed. You know what I'm saying? So like you ask yourself philosophically, what, what, what is the line? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's okay to eat a goat. Or a cow, but it ain't okay to eat a dog or a cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the line? Well, you know, in certain certain parts of the world, right? Right. Certain, certain 
as have certain um certain cultures have have certain food. So you know, in some places, I meat market, and we we saw dogs hanging up like they eat they eating dogs and shit. We we saw that that shit for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Up a little bit, but we saw that we saw that shit. You know, um, but that's their culture. Like you know, the whole thing with the uh, the um, the uh, pajeli, the, uh, the the Wuhan bush meat. What's that called? You know, what I'm talking about. Oh, you broke up a little bit, so the pajeli. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The little, the little creature, the uh, bush meat, the little creature that's <laughs> supposed <laughs> supposed to. Bad rap because they saying that's what started the fucking uh, corona. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, they probably is on the regular, and it's like you know, you know, it's no FDA. There's no, you know, they not uh, no strict. They probably take it right out of the bush, cut him up, and skin him, and clean him up, and throw his ass in some hot grease. <laughs> no doubt. I don't know what they eat. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, you know, like I said, man, it's all, it's all, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's the different journeys that we're on, man. Um, you know, to each his own at the end of the day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people, right. Right. and it, it just comes down to your upbringing. I mean, like people, people uh, on the Eastern, there's more, there's probably more vegetarians and vegans in, let's say China, Japan, and India than there probably is in the entire planet combined. And I'm not, I don't have those numbers, but that's a guess. Um, but a lot of that is, is going to be based on, you know, religion and conditioning and, and, and kind of how they were brought up. Whereas in America, you know what I'm saying? We're a fairly new country. So, and, and the culture that kind of birthed America, you know, was, has nothing to do with what's going on on the Eastern hemisphere. So <clears throat> that's why majority of the people in this country eat meat. You know what I'm saying? So is what it is. Um, I mean, you know, with America, you know, the whole eating meat thing was life, but you know, that's like, uh, you know, at some parts that at some point in time, that was like a, you know, a rarity to eat meat, like with every meal. People weren't eating meat with every meal, you know. So it's kind of like it's like the good old culture, man. Eat, eat meat, eat hearty, hearty, hearty uh, roasted over a fire. You know what I'm saying? That's how we were raised. That's how we were raised. For sure, for sure. Let me get some of these comments real quick. There's some decent shit in here. Um, <clears throat> kind of want to get to everything. Uh, Sasha, who's a, tr- she's a truck driver. Um, she says Tyson chicken depresses me. Every time I pick, I pick up from there. It's disgusting. And she follows up with the smell hits you before you even get on their property. And once you see how dirty their properties are, and she has like a little sick face and then, um, She says, literally a black pit where they toss all the stuff they can't use. Other truckers' dogs have drowned in those pits, and they're at every Tyson plant. So, 
Interesting. Yeah, that's. And I look. We've watched the movies. We've watched. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys have watched. Um, you know, some of the documentaries out there, and you see how some of these animals are treated, <clears throat> and whatnot. It's it's pre- it's it's incredibly inhumane. Um, just is what it is. But I don't know. Like it, it's tough. It's it's another it's another form of conditioning. Honestly, um, the thing is, is this: it's a choice now because we're not in the ice age. You know, some people will argue that, well, in the Ice Age, how, you know, how were they able to, 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 to be vegetarian, this, that, and the other, right? But we're not in the Ice Age. You have a choice. So it comes down to, can you break the conditioning and does it mean something to you? Are you empathetic? Are you empathetic enough to make a change if you want to make a change philosophically? Are you disciplined enough if you want to make a change just physically? Or, or from a dietary or from a health standpoint, you know what I'm saying? And, or you can even take it further and say, you know, morally, like, are you able to, are you able to put aside your cravings, you know what I'm saying? To, to make that big of a change, because it is a major change. It changes, it changes everything. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you eat out a lot, it's not easy being a vegetarian or vegan and eating out because nine out of 10 restaurants or fast food spots don't have much to offer you besides some potatoes, you know what I'm saying? Or an occasional salad. You feel what I'm saying? Especially with this COVID man, like a lot of menus have completely changed. Like the closest thing to a vegan option is like a bowl of shredded lettuce. Yeah. Right now. For sure. For sure. Like, some black, some black beans. Hey, well, you got some, but you can't. You got some sound going on. Did something change? You got something going on. It sounds like a, a truck or something. Yeah, I turned turn my fan back. Oh, on. that's it. <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of places are going with different options, like a, a very 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 small option for sure. Rather, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If if not even an option at all, like black beans and shit you know what i'm saying like that's that's about the closest thing you're gonna get to a vegetarian yeah darko says ain't shit natural anymore unless you're growing your own food and that's a that's a good point man with all the gmo shit and you don't know what they're spraying in the fields even your like if you ain't buying organic and even that's a question you know in most places it's hard to really get that raw natural shit unless you're growing it yourself and even if you're growing it we've dealt with this even if you're growing it yourself you got rodents and animals that come and try to eat your shit. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta do something to preserve your your food. You know what I'm saying? So that then then that come there there's that choice that comes into play. Do you do you add something to keep the rodents away or do you just let nature take its course? You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe get you an old hungry ass alley cat and throw him out there by the garden. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that'll keep that keep the ass away. Uh San Julie says non religious beliefs think about each meat and what they do in the world. There are cleaners that clean the earth and all that spoil is in their blood and body. Pigs don't sweat, none of the impurities can be released. Don't eat that pig, bro. I know, I know you. I know you've always been big about not eating the pig, bro. Yeah, then I fell off, man. I had an Earl Campbell uh, <laughs> hot link <laughs> that was uh, swimming in some barbecue sauce. 
and I ain't been right since. But I remember, like, true story, my mom, I think it was like one holiday I went home and my mom was like, uh, she said, here, try this. And I, and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was some steak and shit. shit. And it was real good. Like, I was fucking fucking it up, right? right. But it was real good, real tasty. Yeah. And my mom told me it was ham. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yep. Well, um, every shit, every Christmas, my mom cooks a ham, right? That's just tradition. Um, it's been tradition in my family to roast pigs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I grew up on pork chops. You know, so like, especially being Puerto Rican, like pig is like, that's the animal. That's the that's the one you fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So that that's so it's kind of like pig to the Puerto Rican is kind of like a chicken to people, black people. Pretty much, bro. Pretty much, man. Without, without, without trying to sound fucked up, right, so right. you know what I'm saying. Don't nobody start getting all. What the fuck is Deshaun saying? Nah, we, you know. He said Julie had a comment, and for some reason, it won't let me add it to the feed. But I'll just read it. It says she said we have done so much to all of our meat these days that all meat is bad now. The cow eats corn instead of grass, and the reason I highlighted this specific comment is because. Um, there's a government incentive for farmers to grow more corn than anything else. And I don't know the exact, you know, um, FHA or farming incentive that that's in place, but I know that this is to be true. That's why that's a big reason why everything has high fructose corn syrup in it instead of raw natural sugar. Um, but a lot of that goes into the play with the cows as well. If they're eating corn, it's a lot because the farmers, the farms have so much corn, they don't they don't know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Because they're incentivized to grow more corn. And we talked about this in a few podcasts well, ago. Yeah. Corn ain't corn corn isn't damn sure ain't very healthy for you anyway. Nah, but it's it's cheap. Yep. It's it's cheap. You can a lot of it and it's versatile you can do a lot of things with with it you know what i'm saying like you got to put corn you got to put corn right up there with white sugar you know what i'm saying like white sugar bread if you can get rid of corn white bread white bread refined sugar and cheese you'll automatically automatically start losing weight yeah. you know what i'm saying your body quite quickly and they say corn corn is in everything now Damn near. Some kind of form of corn. Damn near, bro. Damn near, because there's a there's just an overage of it, man. Like, like damn. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Joe says, I understand the morality of vegans. I do. I try to be vegetarian, and I love eating out, LOL. But as soon as I smell bacon that dreaded that quick, I couldn't stop myself. Bacon's a beast. Bacon has a smell, a very, a very pungent, and pun, I say pungent in a positive way because it's it's very a very attractive smell <laughs> for the for the the hunger pains of of, of individuals. Um, um, I mean, you know, it, it it it's a discipline, man. It really is, you know. But it, it you you brought up the morality point, like. I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with an analogy. I mean, there's a lot of things in life. Like, for instance, if I could eat ice cream 
all day, every day, I probably would. I mean, I'd probably be 633 pounds and probably die a very now, young Now, death. is this... <laughs> Um, ice cream, What's the, or is this just a regular old, uh, creamy, creamy? I mean, I'm talking. Ice cream. I, I mean, I'm. Well, I guess my my point is is that, like, it depends on how much, like, like he brought up, like Joe, you brought up morality. Like, if the morality is is serious to you, if it's if it's something that's really truly important to you, then you just got to work on that discipline. You know what I'm saying? Because it's 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 you're being uh, how do I put it? You're being tempted. You know what I'm saying to to break that morality every time. But if more if it's kind of something that you know, yeah, I kind of feel for the animals. I kind of you know, and you know, then then that bacon smell might overpower it. It just comes down to balance. Like, are you is that morality strong enough to where you're willing to give up the taste and smell of bacon? You know what I mean? That's what it comes down to. And you got to ask yourself that, you know, every, every time, like, and cause I deal with it, you know what I'm saying? I deal with it all the time. Um, you know, when I go out to family functions, it's not like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, Oh, well, Ramon's coming and, and the Melpica family's coming. So we ain't cooking no meat. Nah, they cook that shit. <laughs> I smell that shit. I watch everybody eating that shit and I eat my own shit and I'm happy eating my own shit. But at the same time, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to deal with that on, on a on a day-to-day. I shouldn't say day-to-day, but uh, on a frequent basis. And you just got to, you know, it's, it's discipline. It comes down to if that morality is strong enough, then you'll be able to resist. If not, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if not, then that's why you're going to fall to temptation. Yeah, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you, when you say it's really boils down to a, a level of discipline. Yeah. Um, Having the military background, you know, uh, we were all about discipline. But before I got into the mil- the military, my family <clears throat> has a system that that we that's kind of based in discipline. You know, that they, they kind of gets us ready for the outside world. Right. And the system is. It's ran by, you know, my mother's, my aunt, my cousin, cousin, uncle. It got us ready for the next level of life, you know, through discipline. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so, so when I went into the service, I was already kind of, kind of disciplined a little bit, but not much. much into the service, hey, we were drenched in discipline, <laughs> like all the time. Not, that's probably why why a lot of my well nah, I, I think I still have it in have it in me a little bit the whole aspect of discipline on certain things. Well, I mean, let's. I mean, I could make it. I could make it simple for everybody. Like you talked about, if you go to certain parts of the world, they eat dogs, they eat cats, shit, they eat elephants, right? Or and horses, yeah. they eat horses. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so. But if I were to offer anyone listening to this podcast right now, any one of those, they would easily decline it because they're not conditioned to like it. They're not used to it. They don't have that memory. You know, your nose, the smell is is basically your nostalgia for food. So when you like like Joe talked about that bacon, like when he smells that bacon, 
it triggers something, some neurotransmitter in his brain that basically tells him, oh, this shit is good because he's had it and for a long time and he's conditioned to know that that food is good. But if he smelled a cooking dog or somebody told him it was dog or cat or elephant or zebra, whatever the fuck, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to have that same battle because he doesn't have that history with it. He doesn't have those transmitters in his brain to trigger um, and he's a he'll, he'd be able to hold that discipline. So that's just what it comes down to. It's like, can you break that conditioning in a way to, you know, what I'm saying, tell yourself that, you know what? I know that tastes good. But. I'm going to go ahead and avoid it, and then I promise you, I promise you over time. It, it it goes away. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said, I still get urges and whatnot, but never to the point where I'm like salivating like Pookie in New Jack City talking about like I got, you know what I'm saying? Like shit keeps calling me, man. It's calling me. Nah, that shit don't happen, bro. Uh, quick comment. Ryan said, the queen says, LOL, for several years, every Saturday I used to eat a pound of bacon alone. I sometimes have a bite of bacon and I don't miss it. <clears throat> See here, what else we got? I froze up for a second. Oh, it's all good, man. We got you. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely all about that discipline, man. And um, like I said, since quarantine, man, has went completely out the fucking window. I've been eating every fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, like no holes, no, no holes bar shit. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And a lot of it comes down to convenience. Convenience is huge, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially in American society today, like, it's like, okay, what can I, you know what I'm saying? Like, because to be a vegetarian or a vegan, it is inconvenient. Like, you got to literally change your your daily regimen. You got to change your, your, your grocery list. You got to change where you eat out. It's just a whole different mind state, man. I'm a, let me jump to somebody. There's so many comments coming in about this food thing. Let's, let's jump to some of these. Sasha says, I grew up in Virginia. We ate pork because it was cheap as hell and I can rarely eat pork now. Um, let's see. San Julie says, well, black people love pork chops, but Latins love the ruta to the tuta. <laughs> True. Um, Let's see. Uh, D. Oh, what's up, D? D's on the line. She says, bake, bacon is definitely a weakness for me. Um, let's see here. Bruni in Puerto Rico says, lechon con arroz con gandules y pasteles. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's tough. I mean, I can still have arroz con gandules um, and pasteles because that is made of bean. But they, sometimes they throw pork in there too, so that's an issue. But if you make it without the pork, I'm good. Uh, Seisha says pasta is my biggest weakness. That's one. That's as a vegetarian, that is my weakness, but also kind of my saving grace because I can still eat pasta. I could do like eggplant parmesan. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I could do like a, 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 a vegetable lasagna, which is very good. You could do like a tortellini. You could do a manicotti because it's really just pasta and cheese and sauce. Um, so, you know, pasta de- and bread, which, like I said, are all 
not healthy. None, none of the shit I just said was healthy besides the eggplant. Um, but, you know, if you want to indulge, it's good shit. Um, let me see here. Sajuli says, I keep forgetting to post how corn is in our DNA. I got too many notes. Um, I'd like to hear more information about that. Deshaun, you got a response to that? Because that, that I did not know that corn was in our DNA. Corn is in our DNA. Like, yeah, I will. I want to hear yeah. more about that. Cause like, why would you? Why would you say that? Like, it's in our DNA. How? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, is it, is that like general? Is that broad? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, what is? I've never heard that before, and I'm not saying that just because I've never heard it before. But you know, yeah like for her to elaborate on that shit for sure for sure yeah yes yeah elaborate i know i'm a little behind on these comments but there's so many um joe jumped in he said i don't want to eat another life to end i don't want another life to end so i can eat you dig that's it man i mean that's that goes back to that morality bro like think i mean if you really think about it if you step outside and because it comes down to discipline man like if you're hungry right you're hungry and you might be feeding a, a, a three piece and a biscuit, you know what I'm saying? And that three piece is calling you. Do you have enough discipline to, to really step outside yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to pass on the three piece, right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get me a salad, right? And, and, and add all kinds of different veggies to it. And, and I'm going to enjoy that motherfucking salad. And will that, can you, can you adapt your mind to kind of kind of embrace that you know what i'm saying and then i'm using salad it doesn't have to be salad there's a million different things i mean like for instance i love thai food that's one of the last places me and you went and had lunch bro we went to the little thai spot right and i ate like a fucking hey, it was good bro too. and i ate like a fucking champion bro you know what i'm saying i got me some uh some some basil rice with some tofu you know what i'm saying i had some veggie egg rolls and I was full then a bitch, bro. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was full. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wouldn't complain. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it just comes down to if you're able to step away from that carnage, man. Yeah, well, I had the South Shell crabs and the um, sriracha sauce with the, with the rice. And you know what? Now, I pretty much gave up eating rice. I'm kind of like on the fence of it. Like, I don't eat a lot of it. Yeah. And we kind of eat a little bit more of it here. But, you know, I try to change my, switch my rice out with quinoa. Yeah. Because that's a, like a healthier choice. For sure. But, um, I don't really too much fuck with that rice like that. But, um, you know, a little bit. I love rice. I bit. mean, I love rice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? See, like I said, I'm a bad vegetarian. I love rice. I love potatoes. <laughs> I love pasta. I love pizza. Um, let's see here. The queen says lobster is my ultimate food weakness. My my wife is a is a beast when it comes to lobster. Like she could take out probably five lobsters in in one night. Five, like like, and I'm not talking like I'm not talking like just lobster tail. I'm not talking have them bring up the lobster already cut up for her. Nah, she cuts that shit herself and literally eats every. Besides the shell, she eats every single thing inside that fucking lobster. Everything. 
It's 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 an there, there's a it's an art form the way she eats a lobster. Real talk. Uh, San Julie says my weakness is potato chips. I'm a product of my environment. Uh, I like potato chips too. I can't hate. Um, hey, hey, tell the missus we need to go on a double date to Lefties. On oh yeah, yeah. I, I took the wife to Lefties once. We want to go back. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't know what I'm gonna eat, but yeah. let's do it. I have cheated. I have, uh, let's let's okay. Confession time. I cheated. I think two or three times, but it was all seafood. Not that that makes it any better, but I had a I had a lobster sandwich from Brothers, um, with some clam chowder that fucked my stomach up, and I also had some gumbo in Galveston. So three to, in three years, I've cheated those three times. Okay, that ain't that ain't too bad, I suppose. I mean, it all depends on you know. For good reasons, whatever have you. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. Yeah, Sasha says we're making yeah. her hungry. <laughs> your, your head is your head is not gonna fall off because you cheated three times. Yeah, yeah. I can dig it. Let's see. Oh, this is. I it. think my weakness is 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 crabs, man. It's like uh, the colossal king crab legs. Oh yeah, that's what gets you. Oh, I like snow crab too. Blue crab, soft shell crab. Yeah. And, and lobster as well, you know. Uh, Tim Osmond says, if we could do a mass organized acquittal of meat, I would join it. Otherwise, it's going to happen and me stopping changing changes nothing. What do you mean by mass? Do you mean like society? Like uh, uh, society? You're talking about like a minds like minds mass. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Darko says, uh, Sasha, that's what happens every time we go to this vegan talk. We all just want some bacon. Ah, <laughs> uh, see here, Sasha's speaking my language. She says, What I really want is some cucumber salad. Cucumber, man, is on point. <laughs> Cucumbers are good. And they're real healthy for you. Real healthy. They are. They are. I mean, the the amount of energy it takes you to eat a cucumber, just kind of like celery, too. Um, you know what I'm saying outweighs the amount of calories you get when you eat that shit. That's real talk. I mean, if you ate cucumbers all day, you'd be losing some weight quick. Oh man! Shit, shit, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. This is big right here. Joe says maybe we inspire somebody. He says, "Okay, I'll make a promise right now to y'all. I'll start going vegetarian next week. Let me get a steak and a burger prior." <laughs> We'll hold you to that. We should we should have challenges. Like, can you go a week without eating meat and see how everybody does? Anybody want to do it? It'll be like the it'll be like the Seinfeld, and I know you don't watch Seinfeld, Deshaun, but it'll be like the Seinfeld Master of My Domain episode. Except, man, I, I, I watch I watched I watched Seinfeld. I just didn't think it was a better show than the Cosby Show. I mean that's up for the big Cosby, Cosby Show's a great show. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on that. I mean that's apples and oranges, man. But one of the episodes, I don't know if you've seen it, right. Sean, where they all make a bet who can go the longest without masturbating. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best shows they, they like out of all the seasons. So the master is called the master of my domain. Um so it'd be cool. Okay. We should do that with 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 vegetarianism. I don't know. Let's do vegetarian. Veganism is tough. So let's do vegetarianism. 
Whoever wants to join in, okay. see who can go and everybody be truthful. Yeah. Let's be let's be transparent. Uh who can go the longest without eating meat? Uh put put put, put one of those t shirts up for grabs. Okay, we could do that. We could do that. Or or if you got a hoodie, put put a hoodie I'll up. I'll put a hoodie up. I'll put a hoodie up. Let's see. Sasha says I've been actually been eating vegetarian for a few days now. The only things that taste right are the veggies. Uh hey, Positive thoughts out to Sasha. She's been sick and she's waiting out her COVID results. So let's let's be very positive and, and hope that comes back good for you. Um, let's see here. No doubt. No doubt. Let's see. Ryan, uh, the queen says I could I can't add her. I can't add her comment for some reason, but it says I eat meat when we go out and I'm feeling beefy, but we don't keep meat at the house lol i don't mind cheating ever so often the queen does cheat once in a while she doesn't have the same philosophical um idealism that i do uh, which is completely fine uh she's she's in it for more of the health reasons and also to you know to support me which i 100 percent appreciate but yeah once in a while i remember i took her to Ve- we went to vegas a couple years ago uh, about a, actually i think it was a year and a half ago and um Went to a steakhouse and she bought a $95 steak, bro, $95. And, and, and this was one of the first times she, che- it's one of the first times she cheated off of, you know, being a vegetarian. And I think it might've been the first time. I'm not sure. It might've been the first time she cheated and the steak was horrible, way too salty. She did not like it. $95 steak, bro. Damn. Yeah. That's fucked up. Okay, so okay, so one thing, one thing with the verbiage, right? Right. One thing with the ver. Oh shit! Wait a minute. My goddamn phone just fell. Um, one thing with the verbiage, though, right? Because in a sense, it kind of has a negative connotation, right? Right. So, god damn it. <laughs> um, let's not let's not call it cheating. You know what I'm saying? If you if you vegetarian and you happen to have a fried chicken thigh fall in your mouth, hey, it's okay. It's not gonna let's not call it cheating. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, just dibble. You know what? It's a food entanglement. Ooh, How about that? Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah, man, I agree. Food and- I agree, man. I mean, like. I, it's all about control like the the kicker is like as long as i mean if that's if it's a choice you make then it's a choice you make that's what it comes down to you're not it's not like you're on some strict regimen i mean it's all personal choice it's all it's all will right um right right let's see here i, I like this comment by san julie she says our power is choice so if enough people stop buying it it will affect the industry as a whole 100 percent agree with that um, that's where the power comes into play. The problem is there's so much invested in meat. There's so much invested in meat that the propaganda, what's taught in schools, the conditioning is so strong. It's it, it's damn near, I won't say imp- ever impossible, but improbable for something like that to ever happen. Um, Darko says, I think it's the small steps we have to take, like cutting yourself off after 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and then eating smaller portions. I don't know. It's a combination of a lot of things. 
It's true. You got to start somewhere. Like I, like me, like we, we went cold turkey. Like we cut it off. We made a decision one day and we completely cut it off and never turned back. Like there was no easing into it. Or in fact, we started vegan. We actually went cold turkey vegan and then realized that we couldn't deal with the vegan cheese and we like cheese too damn much. So we decided to go vegetarian. <laughs> man, the cheese. Hey, man, the cheese, the cheese, uh, the the cheese spirit. It 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 gets it gets on you. You know what I'm saying? It, it's hard to ch- it's hard to shake that cheese, man. <laughs> It's good, bro. You know what I'm saying? Damn, I, th- I feel like I'm so far behind on these comments, man. I'm just looking at the one where where Sasha said Thai food, OMG, drool, and I th- I feel like I talked about Thai food like 30 minutes ago. Um, uh, you just said something about Thai food. All right, Bruni says you come here and all you do is eat and drink. I mean, everywhere. I'm guessing she's talking about Puerto Rico. Uh, there's this new thing. It's called chinchoreo. You drive countryside and you stop in every kiosk, buy your drinks and eat. Oh, damn comment left me. Uh, frituras. You all have come when it. You all have to come when this is all over. Oh, shit. Mine's like mine's trip to Puerto Rico. Anybody in? Right on. Shit. Uh, Blue cheese. Darko. Let's see here. Trying, I'm trying to catch up here, man. Um, I don't know who this who this is. So they oh, they did not show up here. Uh, says she loves cucumbers. Okay, all right, everybody's saying okay. Joseph said he's in. We'll call this the master, the master of my domain contest. Joseph's in, Darko's in, D is in, um, Sasha's in. Uh, Bruni is not in. She says she can't do it. <laughs> Um, San Julie, I don't think San Julie's in. She ain't really said anything. How okay? So I'm I'm catching up on these comments. All right. So how many days we talking? About? I think. Well, I mean, I think it's like Survivor. Whoever can go the long the longest, right? Like until somebody until somebody loses, you you go as long as you can go, right? That's the whole point of it, right? Well, but you know, oh, well, yeah, I guess Survivor. Uh, I was I was I was getting mixed up with that uh that, that fake ass show Naked and Afraid. What's that? The show Naked and Afraid. I don't think I know uh, that one. It's it's one of my guilty pleasures, man. I like to watch it when I'm eating food too. Hmm. It's crazy, bro. It's like you know they uh, two contestants go to some really shitty remote place butt ass naked and they gotta survive for like 24 days oh really nah yeah, man. man I didn't check that one out bro but but I just recently found out that this it's, it's a fake it's, oh it's, it's staged 
Yeah, it's a fake stage reality Damn. show. And it should be good, man. I have to check it out just just for entertainment purposes, man. But I hate when that that shit comes out, man. Because yeah, Discovery Channel. I think. Let's see here, man. Man, there's comments coming in every second here. Uh, okay, so it looks like we got a lot of people that are in. Darko's in. Seisha's in. Uh, Joe's in. Um, D's in. Well, good thing D, D says she couldn't make it without the cheese. <laughs> but good thing, a vegetarian can eat cheese, so you should be fine. All right, Tim. Tim wants to know what he missed. He said he missed it. What are we in for? We're going to do a survivor challenge. Who can go the longest without eating meat? A vegetarian challenge within Minds Like Minds. I can't do a week because if every if I got seven out of eight people that go a week without eating meat, I ain't giving away seven T-shirts, man. You know what I'm saying? That costs me more. seven hoodies. So I need a winner. So I need these, and everybody has to be honest. Like, look, it ain't that serious as a fucking hoodie. It ain't that, it ain't like it's $10,000. So everybody be transparent, right? And see who can go the longest without putting a motherfucking chicken wing in their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Not the fucking dreaded chicken wing. That are very delicious, by the way. He says, I'm with Darko. Let's start with a week. I'm around barbecue all day. Oof, well, I mean, that's that's part of the game. I mean, I, what do you think, Deshaun? Should we do it Survivor style, or should we just see how many people can do a week? I mean, I'm, I mean, with you, it's got to be longer than seven days because we can accidentally not eat meat for seven days. So I think it, I think it should be a little bit longer than that because, you know, that's where the the whole discipline aspect come in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I say, I say uh, two weeks. Two weeks, really. See so you can go two weeks? But what if what yeah. if, what if five people go two weeks? I mean, like, there's got to be one person standing, right? There's got to be one left standing? Yeah. Yeah, one person standing. Okay. So, so, okay. so in two weeks, if it's five people, um, five people still standing, we just keep it going. Okay, then we go another two weeks. Yeah, keep it going until we have a definite winner. Well, yeah, then that's just like Survivor. Then we see who goes the longest. Yeah. but we'll, we'll continuously check in, right? Right. I like so, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like you say, we're gonna have to be transparent. Very transparent. And I think I'm. I'll probably be able to last about mm, maybe a day or two. <laughs> Y'all saying till I, <laughs> I get off one of them closing shifts and be hungry than a motherfucker and be like, fuck, fuck Whataburger. Damn. Tim Tim actually made a good point, man. He said he needs to get he needs to get groceries before all that. That's 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 the point. So maybe we should have a start date. Like maybe start next Monday. Yeah, that's cool. Cause that that's understandable. I mean that's that's definitely understandable as far as that, yeah, that's that's understandable. Okay. As far as like you know, because yeah, we gotta get we gotta get gro- groceries as well. Shit, people are gonna be telling their significant others. <laughs> they gonna be like, "What? Oh fuck no!" Nah. <laughs> uh this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. So I want. Okay, so here's here's the deal. 
At the end of the show, we're going to get a list of everybody who's going to participate in this, right? Um, And let's see how, and and, and let's keep, let's, let's keep the thread going daily. So you gotta, you gotta, there has to be some type of reporting. Like every day you got to report what you ate. And if you, and if you ate meat, you got to be transparent about it. You know, be, be, be truthful. You know, minds like minds is all about truth, right? So right vegetarian only so that means that you can have eggs you can have cheese you know what i'm saying you just cannot eat any living cre- any living creature that walks or swims or whatever no animals no animals no animals no nothing that at once upon a time had a soul <laughs> D says, because she works at a barbecue place, I got to let my boss know that she lost her taste tester. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, you can, you can taste it. You nah, can taste it. Just nope, don't consume it. Nope, nope, nope. How can, you taste, how, can you taste, how can you taste meat and not swallow it? Because I'm a chef, I can taste meat and not swallow it. Are you going gonna to taste it and spit it out? Well, that's what I've done for years when I was when I was cooking and I didn't eat pork. I still I still had to know I was making it good, but I wasn't consuming it. Nah, no, 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 um, no meat in in your mouth. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause like a motherfucker. No, the eggs don't but, um, need to be. Uh, the eggs need to be unfertilized. Come on, bro. Hey, eggs, eggs, eggs that you buy in a grocery store are not, they're not fertilized anyway. They're, yeah, they're, you can't, you can't take one of those eggs and sit it up in the windowsill and 16 days later, a, a chick is going to hatch. They're not, they're not even artificially inseminated. Right, right. Genetically modified. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be eggs, fun. And eggs, honestly, eggs are like some of the worst shit that you could eat. Eggs are bad. Look, I mean, we keep it real. Any, any eggs are bad for you, especially egg yolks. I mean, whites decent. <laughs> egg yolks will fuck you up. If you guys are still, let me throw this out there real quick. If you guys are still drinking cow's milk, what the fuck wrong with y'all? <laughs> if you still dipping your cookies and Oreos in some cow's milk or putting cow's milk in your cereal with all the different options out there, what the fuck is yeah. Do you know? I mean, think about it. Cow's milk is made for baby calves to grow into big fucking creatures, yo. Like all the shit that's in there, it's just horrific for you. Get you some coconut milk, some fucking, they got pea, ba- oh, they got pea, um, um, pea protein milk. They got fucking almond milk. I don't, you know, almond milk's okay. It's not as great as some of the others because that's a lot of other shit in it. But coconut milk, you know, there's so many different options, man. Yeah, yeah. I said st- I stopped. I stopped drinking that vitamin D fortified milk a long fucking time ago, man. Good. That shit is horrible for you. I, I tell you, I tell you what. Um. What documentary really fucked me up as far as eating goes is what the hell. Oh, that's watch yeah. that shit and you're gonna be like, you know what? I don't, I don't even know what the fuck to eat for like two or three weeks. Like I, I don't know. I just, I kind of think I just want to drink some water. But you know what I'm saying? 
That's yeah. it. I don't want to eat shit, but some lettuce. Me and the wife watched that right before we went veg- vegan, actually. Um, that shit was mine. And then we watched another one. It was called... Um, I can't remember. It was on Amazon. Veggie something, man. That was tough. There's another one that we had, we started watching, but we couldn't. We we didn't have enough. Like we weren't in the mood to really really get into it. It's called Earthlings. It's on uh, it's on YouTube. It's a documentary, okay. and supposedly this one is like if you can watch Earthlings and not uh, walk away with it without at least contemplating the idea of becoming a vegan or vegetarian, there's something wrong with your head. Like that's that's what they say. It's called Earthlings. So if you have a chance, Earthlings. check that shit out. Alright. I do that. I do that. Darko, um, I think he was talking about what the health. It's on Netflix. That's a very popular one. Um There's a there's a few on there's a bunch on Netflix actually if you if you um want to go down that rabbit hole. But Earthlings on YouTube. And I can't remember what the one on Amazon was called. It was Veggie something. But anyway. Anyways, man, this is fun. Master of my domain. Um, who can go the longest without eating meat? I can't, I think that's going to be really exciting. Winner will get a Minds Like Minds hoodie. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to put a valiant effort in. Hey, man, competition. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. It, it might it might be the added motivation. You know, the crazy thing is, is like I want here's what I also want. I want to know how you guys are feeling during this. Like, how is your dig like how's your digestive life looking? How is, you know, are you know, maybe you got like I used to have like bad eczema. Like I get it on my elbows, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes my knees, even my eyes, right? Since I've been vegetarian, I still get, the only place I get eczema is my lower back, and I don't know why. I haven't figured that one out yet. There's probably something I'm eating. Maybe it's gluten. It might be gluten, um, but I, I don't get eczema anywhere else anymore. Yeah, you'd be surprised, like how uh, getting rid of certain things in your diet will change change your body and heal your body and heal yourself. Yes. Yes. San Julie says she can't remember the name, but another good one uh, is when they talk to Olympic athletes and how they are vegan. I watched that one and I can't remember it either. I know it had um, uh, Schwarzenegger was on there. Um, he had he had a small piece because he went vegan. Um, and there's some other some other people. There's this massive, massive world's strongest man, dude. He's just a massive human being and he's vegan. There's some NFL players on there. It's It's a really good one. <clears throat> the game changers is a good one. That's the one. That's it. Game changers, bro. I think that's mm-hmm. the one I, I'm, I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the athletes. <laughs> this fool said his tramp stamp. <laughs> oh man. Okay. 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 Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. So it's set. I'm gonna. We're gonna start a new thread. It's gonna start Monday. We're going to go. I don't think we should put a time limit on it because even if we go two weeks, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess we should have something to shoot for. Yeah, that's a good point. So let's go. Let's go week by week. Everybody, no one's here a vegetarian, so it's going to be tough. We'll go week by week and see who's left standing at the end. All right. So All right. I'll, I'll start the thread. That means that you have to be transparent. That means if you eat meat, you have to report it. 
and um, also report success stories or non-success stories, right? Like, let us know how your journey is going. And we're talking straight vegetarian, no meat, no accidental meat, no fish, no pork, no chicken, no lamb, no, no anything, any animal, creature, crustacean, insect like you can't have no chocolate grasshoppers like real talk like oh like nothing that i don't even know how to explain it you know basically has a nervous system that feels something and you know it's basically live living creature i know plants are alive but it's uh you know they come from the earth it's a, it's a different it's different all right well it's righteous Somebody said I'm out on the weekend of the 31st for good reason. I put that shit on pause. I don't know who that is because for some reason their face is that's Tim. That's Tim. That's Tim. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that's is that you. Is that the wedding? Oh, you got to have a vegetarian. Nah, I, I get that. I, I could I could I could let that slide. But anyway, I don't know if you're going to last that long anyway, dog. Real talk. I know how you you order pizza with like every piece of meat in the world on it. So I don't know if you're going to be able to handle that. But anyways. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to do it. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, some A real quick update on the podcast. This may be our last video podcast um, and possibly podcast for at least a few weeks. I'm in the process of moving. Uh, what that constitutes is obviously... A change in location, but also the process of moving from where I'm going to be living. We're building a house, basically, and in the process of building that house, we have to have a place to live. So we're building like an accessory unit. So in the next few weeks, that's what I'm going to be doing. And then on the at the end of the month, I'll actually be moving all of our stuff. So my Wednesdays and, and pretty much every day is going to be tied up. Not to mention, I'm not going to be having internet for a while. Uh, so once I get accustomed to the new spot and, and get everything set up, the podcast will come back. Uh, obviously, the group is still going to stay strong and whatnot. And you guys help with that all the time. And Deshaun helps with that as well. But from a podcast standpoint, this probably will be the last video one for a while, unfortunately. Uh, and by a while, I'm hoping, you know, maybe sometime middle August. We'll, we'll be back doing some video shit, but in the meantime, we'll, I'll try to, I'll try to, <clears throat> uh, get some pockets of time, do an audio, do some audio podcasts, um, to kind of keep the momentum going and, and just talk that shit like we do, but just want to give everybody a heads up, uh, and let them know what's going to be happening in the next few weeks. Hey, hey, we need to put that on on a, uh, minds like mine t-shirt. Let's talk that shit. Let's talk that shit. <laughs> I like it, bro. I like uh, it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, all right, we're going to shut it down. So let's start that thread. I want to know everybody who's in so far. So far, here's what I know. I know I, San Julie has not committed, so I don't think she's in. So we got Joseph. We've got Sasha. We've got Darko. We've got D. We got Deshaun. Am I missing anybody? 
I'll wait a few minutes, a few moments after party. <laughs> it's midnight, dog. I gotta wake up in like six hours. It it's midnight, bro. Word. This has been a three hour podcast. <laughs>